Hello, my name's Rich, and this is the Empty Nester Therapy Podcast. How you guys doing? This is Amy. I'm doing great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> welcome, Amy. Yeah, welcome it's good to, the, to be here. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. You are a special guest tonight. I'm special every day. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we got a little bit out of our rhythm. but Yeah, we've uh, been busy this week. Like every night, we haven't even eaten at home or together. It's been a busy week. It's been a little interesting. Kind of getting used to new routines and new schedules, it feels like. Yeah. I'm teaching this uh, like next eight weeks at Multnomah University. You're kind of helping oversee student ministry, so you've been going to Wednesday nights a little bit more. Right. So we've been a little busy. I'm doing my guide dogs for the blind on Tuesday nights. We started up home group on Monday nights. Yeah. We've just been uh, a little busy, a little overwhelmed, but Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're still in season two. I think this is episode seven, seven, lucky number seven. Um, and, uh, we're talking about bold moves, bold moves. And, um, so we got a fun topic tonight, but I think you have an interesting fact. I do have a fun fact. I was actually excited about this one. I learned something new. It deserves to. Super excited. So here you go. I'm ready. You haven't even told me. I know. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for you to. (laughs) You haven't even given me a hint to what this is about. I know. Do you know the originating story of Doritos? No. It's crazy. I never knew nope, this. Nope. I did I not know anything web. about Doritos other than we bought a can of mini ones yeah. at the store and it was pretty cool. I was on a webinar um, while you were out of town. I was on a webinar for work and this example came up and I'm like, what? Is this real? Is this guy being on, like, or is it just an example? And I, uh, I actually looked it up and it is true. It's the real story of Doritos. So here you go. Okay. I'm ready. So in the 60s at Disneyland, there was a restaurant and it was called Casa de Fritos. Casa de Fritos. And it was in Disneyland. It was one of those theme restaurants Mm -hmm. that that Disney has. And um, it was a Mexican themed restaurant. And they, um, I've got to look at my notes here. They had a little character called Frito Kid and he was kind of the the restaurant mascot, right? And at the end of the night, they always had a lot of extra tortillas. Okay. And so one night they decided to cut them up and fry them. Okay. And people loved them and started eating them because they were basically recycling old food. (laughs) Tortilla chips, basically. And made tortilla chips and started to put spices on them and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And they called them Doritos because Doritos stands for little pieces of gold. That's what it stands for. Little pieces of gold. (laughs) So what happened is, is that um, eventually... Um, so they started making those in the early sixties and they cut and fried them. And so 1963, it kind of took off in this, in this little restaurant. And in 1964, just one year later, mm-hmm. Frito-Lay bought it. Oh, so from that point on, it was Doritos and Frito-Lay owned them, mm-hmm. but it all started from a restaurant okay. in Disneyland with extra tortillas. And, and kind of the message of the webinar is, is kind of, sometimes you have to start with what you have, right? 
Like don't always look for something that you don't have. Mm -hmm. Just maybe it's like, look around and see what you have. And you never know what you have might. Might be a million dollar deal. It's a kind of how much do you know how much they bought them for? It didn't say anything, and then shortly after they tore down the restaurant, and the restaurant is now where Thunder Mountain is. Oh, so as they Casa were changing, Del Frico is now Thunder Mountain. <laughs> so as they were changing and expanding and making things more relevant, the restaurant didn't last very long, mm-hmm. but the Doritos. Doritos is a thing. Little pieces of gold. And even in the webinar, you talked about all the different flavors. And there's like, I don't know, eight different flavors of Doritos now. Yeah. Funny story about Doritos. So uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. Yes. The blue bag. The blue bag. And so me and my buddies in high school, we had to make a video for our English class. And so we made a video called The Quest for Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And so we went to the grocery store and then we got Cool Whip. Okay. And then we got Cool Ranch Doritos. I see where this is going. <laughs> and it was just this quest to find cool. Oh, funny. And then pretty much it was like, oh, we're cool. It sounds like a Young Life program. I know. The quest for cool. That's funny. Little pieces of gold. Little pieces of gold. It all started at a restaurant in Disney. Okay. Thanks, Mickey Mouse. That had a little bit of extra tortillas. Mickey Mouse. That's a fun fact. I thought it was pretty fun. Doritos. So we've been talking about bold moves and some of them have been bold moves that we've done for ourselves. Right. And we're kind of like, Hey, I'm going to do this big, bold move. Right. Um, but as we were talking about tonight message or podcast message, it's not a message. It's not a message. It's a podcast. Our talk, our conversation. We talked about sometimes there's bold opportunities that you have to take advantage of and you have to move, but maybe you didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's bold opportunities. Right. Um, create bold moves. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, sometimes the bold moves are things that you desire or that you want, like we wanted children or job things that we getting look, married, getting married, moving, yep. moving, all those things. And you're like, those are things we want. And so, you push out into places because you're trying to be bold. Yeah. But sometimes... Trying to make it happen, right? Yeah. But sometimes bold comes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not something you thought you would ever do. Right. It's not something you ever thought, oh, that's just happening in my lifetime. I nev- we never thought that some of these things no. happened to us. But in some ways, the the significance of that event has changed the dynamic of our lives. Basically. Absolutely. So... um a few years ago, well, a long, a, a long time ago. So I, just a little bit of background. So I've always tried to figure out how I could exercise, and so um, I remember stay fit, stay fit. And so um, I did some walking, and then I decided to do a marathon, and I ran the Portland Marathon. In I know before we lived in Portland. Before we lived in Portland, so I came over and I did the Portland Marathon. I think in two thousand six, two thousand four, maybe something like that. And um, after I did the marathon, I was like, this takes too much time. Like, Oh, you would like go run for four hours. Like, I'm going to go run. It was like every day or every other day I was going on these long runs. And they were, you know, they were good. I mean, I had my music and it was fine. But I was like, this just takes too much time. And it's kind of boring after a while. Very individual. Very individual. And I'm I'm just not, that's not how I, I mean, I did it. I completed it. I did the marathon. Yep. Check, done. I I lived to survive. What most people do, Um, one marathon. Not very many people do more. (laughs) Right. So I did my marathon um, because somebody in my life said, oh, you'll never do it. Oh, there you go. And I did it. Challenge. um, 
So I think uh, I started uh, a buddy of mine, Greg Fancher, good friend, in my Bible study on Tuesday morning, said, hey, you should go to CrossFit with me. And I'm like, well, there you okay, go. what's CrossFit? So in uh, Kennewick, Washington, um, they have a CrossFit there. They're uh, called boxes, not gyms, right? Yeah, the CrossFit the box. Box. Because they're like a big square warehouse. And this mm-hmm. place was like pretty small. It's called Natural Selection CrossFit. Leo um, is the owner. Um, and so I remember showing up the first day at CrossFit. And, uh, he, uh, we did some stretching and got warmed up and he says, Oh, well, the only workout I want you to do is, is I'm called a Tabata. And I said, Oh, cool. What is it? He goes, I want you to do air squats, which basically means stand up and then squat down and squat back up. Like basically it's not that difficult. It's not that mentally until you're doing 200. Right. (laughs) So, um, and a Tabata is uh, 20 seconds as hard as you can go and 10 second break for for four rounds. Okay. So, um, it's almost like a hit. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's kind of like, so, and I'm like, um, I can do this. I'm fit. And so I went crazy and did a bunch of air squats and hit these big numbers or whatever. And then that very next day I could not walk. (laughs) So, but that was my introduction to CrossFit. I really actually enjoyed just showing up and there were guys and people there that were working out and Greg was my buddy. And so we would, just meet there and yeah. we would work out together. We're about similar ages. I, mean, I forgot that Greg was the one invited you. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. So Greg Fencher, actually him and I have the same birthday. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, July 6th. So we, uh, we started doing CrossFit and so I would just go at, at five thirty in the morning or five in the morning. It was something crazy like that. And, um, I started going to CrossFit and, uh, it was great. I loved it. It was very, how many years did you do it in Tri-Cities before think, we moved? Um, well, we've been here nine years, so I think I did it like three, maybe two and a half, three years okay. before we moved. Okay. So, um, so then we moved to Portland and I just was like, I need a CrossFit gym. And so I looked around and I started going to uh, CrossFit Lake Oswego. Lake Oswego next to Westland where we so, live. Yeah. We live yeah. in South Portland, kind of at the bottom of the, of the Portland kind of metro and um westland and lake oswego right next to each other and so i went over to lake oswego crossfit lake oswego and met tommy and lauren in the gym and i actually didn't go anywhere tommy out. was the owner his mm-hmm. wife lauren and tommy was uh, also the trainer like the yeah. only trainer yeah he was the only trainer on the gym he actually was on crossfit seminar staff so he um he would travel and teach uh give certifications and so Tommy he was, was like an OG in the CrossFit world. Yeah, Tommy was like at the CrossFit games as a judge and those yeah. kind of things. And Tommy's fantastic. He's a super great guy, but he's um, you know, ex Navy SEAL and intense and he challenges you and he's he's just uh but he's a, a fantastic human. And so we went to CrossFit like Oswego for a long time until uh and then the pandemic came and things got weird. Yeah. It wasn't for, like a you couldn't go to gyms anymore. You couldn't yeah. go work out anymore. Our gym shut down, I think, in March. And then, yep. and then Tommy tried to do some, you know, kind of Zoom workouts and that kind of stuff. Well, he was trying. I mean, that, that was his job, his livelihood. Right. And uh, members, you know, the members kind of stayed. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot For of people in, in that time continued to support businesses. Right. You know, as mm-hmm. best they could. Right. You know, just to keep them floating. Yeah. And I mean, those of you that don't know what CrossFit is, um, it's a, it's a, it's a fitness industry. CrossFit is, uh, focuses on functional fitness. So, um, varied movements over space and time, 
Um, you with, always say it's like so that you can continue to like put your bag in the overhead compartment. Yeah, <laughs> we, do, we don't do exercises that you don't ever use. So it's like making sure that you yeah, grow old gracefully. Right. You always are going to have to squat down. You're always going to have to put something off the floor. Yeah. You're always going to have to put something in a box and a shelf. Yep. Um, it's a core to extremity. So we're always working on our core. And so I, I just think that CrossFit in just in general is really good for you because you can go skiing one weekend and won't and you won't be dead the next right. day. And you can yeah. go shoot hoops with your with your neighborhood kids and run around or even just go I know this one woman was like, Yeah, I haven't really done a lot of running, but I'm gonna run a half marathon yeah. this weekend and, and she did it. But yeah. she had been in CrossFit for like five years. Yeah. So I think it's just a really good um and and also the best one of the better parts of it not only is it functionally fitness but there's people there that are just they're kind of waiting for you looking for you yeah it's a community there's a community of people and so the classes you go to they're there and you share life and you ask questions about their kids and your jobs and you laugh together something about sweating together yeah and like watching each other mm -hmm. fail and succeed together and kind of grit it out get stronger and and accomplish goals and get your first pull up and your first muscle up and you know get your pr yeah absolutely cheering each other on cheering each other on in a thing that called fitness and um it's kind of hard to find something like that. And uh, well, I think too, like there is like the, the local gym, you know, it's just people trying to stay fit and grow old gracefully. And then there's like the competitive CrossFit. So I think sometimes pink, like people don't realize there's two, two kind of sides to the coin. Right. Um, but the competitive CrossFit is, is equal in the community. Right. Like I've never seen a sports competition before where the winner goes back and mm-hmm. cheers on other, the people. other people that are still completing the task. Yeah. That they're competing with basically. Yeah. And yeah. so even though there's two sides to the coin, the mentality and community is still kind of the same. Like you right. cheer people on, even your competitors you right. cheer on. Right. Yeah. And so I would go to the, here in Lake Oswego, I would go to the gym um, three, four days a week and work out with the guys. And it was great. And then the pandemic came and it kind of made things weird. And then Tom, and you also started teaching and helping out Tommy yeah, a little so bit. Tommy started to have babies. Um, well, his wife had babies. His wife had babies. <laughs> and um, he just needed somebody to help him out. So I went and got my level one certification. And, and I basically said, hey, if you let me work out here for free, I'll coach a few classes for you when you need yeah. me. And so I was kind of his only, it wasn't even really an employee. We no. just kind of traded. The only person that yeah. coached outside of him. Right. Yeah. And so I was coaching with Tommy and helping him out and let him sleep in and help his wife out with their first child and, and all that. Um, and then um, fast forward to kind of post pandemic. Um, Tom, I think Tommy was kind of fatigued and really wanted to do something different and was interested in construction. And it's a hard, he needed to do yeah, a different job for his family. Yeah, It's a hard grind yeah. uh, to have to own a gym and try to make it run all by yourself. And, he, and to still provide for your family, I mean, be there, have benefits, all that it's stuff. It's like a retail job. You have yeah. to be at the shop the whole time. And yep. so anyway, um, he was going to sell the gym and actually the sale um, fell through. Um, yeah. with another couple people. And so I remember getting a phone call from my buddy, Don, uh, Don Fox. And he called me or one really early one morning. It was like a Saturday. Um, and he said, Hey, uh, Tommy, the sale, of the gym fell through. And I we, don't think we even knew it was for sale. Yeah. I don't know either. Like, I think maybe I think that's that was the, even the a bit first, of a surprise. The first time I learned about it. And 
And uh, Don was like, we have to do something to help out Tommy. So um, I kind of reached out to a group of a small group of people at the gym that I felt like had resources and that were committed to the gym money and money basically <laughs> and said, let's meet. And so we met together because I think there was some concern that either it could fold right. and then nobody would have a place to work out where right. would everybody go and it would kind of right. scatter the community right? or it could be purchased by somebody that could really change it. Yeah. Or it changed it a lot and it not be what it was. Right. 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 Make it a, a powerlifting gym or, um, you know, a Pilates studio or right. something, right? Yoga. And, and yoga or something. <laughs> um, and so we got together with some people and some people that I'm close with um, and, and know that we love the gym. And we just had a great conversation. Um, and, and that uh, was like just one evening we talked about it and there wasn't really a resolution. No. It was more like, well, let's talk to Tommy and see exactly what he needs. Right. Like how much money does he need to get out of the gym? And right. there was just kind of like... It was a, a meeting of concerned people, concerned about the gym and concerned about Tommy, making sure that yeah. Tommy was taken care of. Yeah, and we were just trying to figure out how to take care of him. And then we all kind of went home. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot more no. conversation. No. And um, about a week later-ish. Um, I'm not even sure if it was that long. I'm going to say it was like a couple of days. Yeah. So um, Mike Grubb, buddy of mine, friend, uh, gym partner, church, goes to our church and just a fantastic guy. And then Marshall Burgess, another guy that... Um, I strong work out businessmen, with, strong businessmen. I work out with them a lot and they uh, said, Rich, we want to take you to get a beer. And so we, um, we went over to Lake Oswego and we sat down at this, uh, this pub and they proceeded to lay out this idea that, um, you and I, Amy and I should buy the gym. And I was like, what? <laughs> we're like the not, not heavily resourced compared to the rest of the no, group. No, I mean, we're just, we've been in ministry for a long time. I mean, we, bear, we have money, but we're only money because we say, try to save good, all right, whatever. Right. So um, so we talked about the gym and, and um, Mike had some financials that Tommy provided. So we had a good idea of what was being, what was for sale and how it would all work and the finances that were needed. And so I remember coming home and saying, Hey, Aim, guess what? I met with Mike and Marshall and, and they think we should buy the gym. Isn't that funny? And just to back up, I've never been a part of the gym, right? I, so, I've never gone to the gym. I've never been a part of CrossFit in general. No, so it's not I'm been your pretty jam. disconnected from the whole thing, which I mean, is fine. I mean, you it's know been some your people thing. there and stuff, but you, you're not a CrossFitter. No, and I've never gone. I've never been a part of the community. I know people that go because maybe they go to our church or something. Right, sure, um, sure. But I never, right. um, it wasn't my thing, which was 100% fine. Yeah. Don't We don't have to do everything together. Right. So I came home and said, hey, Emma, uh, these people want to, you know, these buddies, guys want to buy the gym. And Amy's like, I think it's a good idea. And you guys Well, have that's not 100%. So you said that and you said we should pray about it and think about it. And I said, okay. And then you were driving somewhere and you called me, you yeah. were in the car mm -hmm. and it was like maybe a day or two later and you said, you were doing something and I said, so have you thought about the gym? And you said, I don't know. What do you think? And I said, I think we should buy it. Yeah. Because during that time, um, we were praying about it. We said right. we would. And I had like literally not even a negative thought. It was like, buy the gym. I was like, okay. Like that which, was how, how quick the conversation yeah. was in my head, which to the people that know us, I am the idea, uh, creative, 
like let's go figure let's let's just put our you're the vision caster yeah i'm out there trying to you know wheel and deal and my beautiful wife is the the voice of wisdom that often kind of keeps me grounded and so when she said let's buy the gym i was a pretty like surprised (laughs) that she would be willing to to do this and so we negotiated and worked with tommy and and here's where here's where this bold moves comes in we had no idea that this was coming it kind of happened we had it saved for it we don't know we didn't know anything about how to set up a business or how to do anything no we we made an llc and we did some stuff and the whole process i kind of felt like i was kind of paving the way for us in some ways where things just happened um within like weeks like yeah, within two weeks we owned two, a gym two to three weeks we had signed and now we own a crossfit gym and um i think in some ways the best part of this is that we've always built community that's something that we always mm-hmm. are a fan yeah. of we like to pull people together we like to celebrate together we like to share you know share life with people and so because the crossfit world is fitness but it's also community we felt yeah. like we could do that part right and so uh, we found a head coach, Jean, and then she ended up leaving. And now we have Scott. She moved to Bend, but now she's doing FCA, which is awesome. Yeah, which is fantastic. We're Jean fans. And so I guess the, you know, so we, we are the, we are the proud owners of CrossFit Lake Oswego and we've been owned, we've owned it. It'll be February, March. This will be three years. Yep. Um, we started with about 60 members, maybe. Last. I think it was 85. Okay. Um, and then I think we had to keep 60 maybe to make pay the bills. Yeah. Well, we, we figured out that if we kept 30, 30 for 30 was our thing. We had to keep 30 members for 30 months to at least cover rent. Right. If we did nothing else, we, we could do, do that. that to pay the lease. Um, and I think right now we have about 125 members. And yep. so um, it's been one of those fun things. It's created a lot of opportunities in our family. It's uh, provides for us in a lot of ways. Um, we get to be in a community that's just not all people like us. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. A lot of diversity, a lot of people from different backgrounds and religions and faith and family makeups. And it's been awesome to be able to just rub shoulders with um, people that you don't typically would rub shoulders unless you put yourself in those situations. Yeah. Um, I have a great team and a great staff that helps kind of run the classes and I coach classes and it's really been a a really um, fun thing to own and to operate. I think we've thought about, you know, should we buy it, sell it or not? And I, I think we've just always realized, no, maybe this is a gift that God's giving us. And I think this is the part of the podcast. Sometimes, um, in your life, things will come your way mm-hmm. that God wants you to step into. And yeah. you didn't even know. You that. never saw it coming. You never saw it coming. You didn't plan for it. <laughs> no, you didn't educate yourself um, or anything. But in that process, when you believe that he calls you into it and you trust him in the, in each step, that you start to understand that God knows you better than you know yourself. And yep. he knows what you need and he knows how... He, he just knows. And so I think in our marriage, one of the things that we've always tried to do is to make sure that we're trying to follow what God wants us yep, to do. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I think for the most part, this was one of those things that just kind of came into our yeah. lives. Um, and now we're trying to usher, steward it well. You yeah. know, we're trying to, to manage it well, um, to do uh, with integrity and with professionalism. Um, and it's been super fun and hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. I think, you know, we still 
our learning and learning how to file things with the state and do all the things that we need to do. We clean the gym um, every Sunday night. It's glamorous. <laughs> Cleaning toilets is glamorous. We clean it. You know, but we've also been able to use the gym as a business that can sponsor other ministries and other groups. You know, we've sponsored the Lake Oswego High School Tennis team because right. they needed money for tennis balls. And right. that's been kind of fun to be able to be a sponsor of kind of those smaller niche things that just need a little boost. And then, mm-hmm. and then also be a, a donor and sponsor of causes that we really care about, like young life and a young life golf tournament and being able to be a sponsor for that. Right. So I think that, um, we, it's been giving us a platform to use, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and get into other worlds that maybe we wouldn't have a, an opening yeah. to do. I think sometimes the bold move is God's bold move on you. <laughs> yeah. And being <laughs> boldly in, uh, obedient, right? right. Sometimes yeah. you have to be boldly obedient. Like right. I, if you know, prior to 2021, if you had said you're going to own a gym, I'd be like, okay, I think that's the strangest thing you have ever told me. Right. And now we do. Mm-hmm. I still think it's the strangest thing. <laughs> it's kind of weird though. I think too, the, there's things in people's lives though. I, I know that there's people that I know that like started fostering. Yeah. Because the opportunity just opened the door and they, and then right. they had, they walked through it. Like um, a kid just ends right. up in their home and right. now they have to go through foster and, and do right. all that. Right. Absolutely. Or, you know, a loved one needs full-time care and they've had to change their whole life because yeah. they had to be obedient and step yeah. in and take care of a, a family member. Um, you know, ours was, you know, a gym or a business, but you know, there's things that God says, Hey, I have this for you. Trust me. Yeah. It's going to be an, uh, a blessing. Yeah. Um, it, it might still be hard. It's not always easy, right. but mm-hmm. I think, um, you learn to trust him more. You learn to see the world through his eyes right. a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and not just your perspective all the time. Right. The, um, the, the sermon, the series at our church right now is called what's next. And I think w- one of the things that I've been thinking about, it's not just about what's next, um, and how you know what God's calling you into what's next. Um, I really believe that he's already putting things in you, in your soul, in your heart. And so when mm, that thing yeah. comes up, it, you're kind of you, ready. You're ready to do it. Yeah. Like I think the disciples, when Jesus said, come follow me, they were ready. Something in them yeah. Yeah, had absolutely. already been working. The f- and so when he, and they dropped their nets immediately, right? they were ready to follow mm, Jesus at yeah. that moment. And I don't know if maybe a year before that, maybe they wouldn't have been ready. So I, yeah, I think, I think that's the key piece here. I think for us is in this podcast is really just sharing things about our lives that we've walked through. But ultimately we want people to be encouraged and inspired to let God do bold things in their life. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're uh, bumping, bumping into our time limit, but um, we just, uh, thanks for tuning in. We're a day later than we usually are Sorry. because we've been busy, but busy. we'll get back on track next week and uh, maybe a new feel may even have a call in. Yes. So we'll figure out, we'll we'll figure all that out. But thanks for tuning in to the empty nester therapy podcast. Um, go on and give us a rating. You have questions or emails, send them our way, but, uh, we're just happy that people listen to us. We're almost at 1000 total listens since we started. Um, we have an average of about 30 to 40 people that listen every week. But we only get those from Spotify. Well, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I don't know. So, um, but anyway, thanks for thanks for uh, listening to the Empty Nester podcast. Um, my name's Rich. And this is Amy. Thanks for coming by. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>